You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, once again, everybody, welcome to this latest edition of Gun on One, the podcast. Well, the Eagles are coming out of their bye. They're still undefeated and the kings of the NFL until further notice. But the way they're playing right now, I don't know if or when they're going to lose a game when you look at their schedule. Uh, For this edition of Gun on One, I brought in a guy who is extremely busy. Um, You know him. You love him. He's a Hall of Famer. He is not just one of the best uh, to ever play the game. He is also one of the best human beings you ever wanted to encounter. The Hall of Famer himself, Brian Dawkins, is this week's addition to Gun on One. This is Sal Palantonio from ESPN. I'm Brandon Graham. Lane Johnson here. This is the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeffy. This is Donovan McNabb. This is Chris Long. This is Mark Sumoff, the TV voice of the 76ers on NBC Sports Philadelphia. This is Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback Ron Jaworski. Hello, I'm Jay Wright, head coach of Villanova Basketball. Hey, I'm Brian Westbrook, and you're listening to the Gun On One podcast. And what's happening? This is your blessed boy, Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, and you're locked in to Gun On One. You are locked in to the Gun On One. Gun On One. Gun On One. You are locked on to Gun On One. I've been on the air for 25 years, but I could not wait to be on Gun On One with my man, Derek Gump. ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi telling you to stay locked on to Gun on One. It is a number one seed. Hey, once again, welcome back to this edition of Gun on One, everybody. It is powered by the Jacob Sports uh, Media YouTube machine. I'm Derek Gunn. My guest tonight is always one of my special guests. Uh, 16-year NL career, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, and to put the emphatic signature on his illustrious football career, his uh, legendary career will forever be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That man right there still looks like he can knock a few people out in the secondary, the (laughs) one and only Brian Dawkins. What's up, B-Dawk? Absolutely blessed. It would have to be short yards and goal line. We good. (laughs) Short yards, goal line, we good. (laughs) Hey, don't, don't take this personal, but right now, you seem like you built more like a linebacker than a safety man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 the, the crazy thing about it, D, I'm not gonna get too much and too far into this because I know yeah. we got some other stuff to talk about. Yeah. But to be honest with you, this is how I saw myself when I played. So what? the physique that you see right now, this is how right. I saw myself in my mind's eye when I played. Well, what happened? What happened? I, yeah. I, first of all, I couldn't bulk up like this if I was going to play safety. I had to stay where I was, and I couldn't even if I tried because how much I tried, I couldn't back then. But again, in my mind, I was I was big. I was at least I was at least two thirty. 
playing uh, <laughs> playing in football in my mind. You know what that physique right now tells me? A combination of two things. Retirement and good eating is the reason why you swolled up. It, would that be an accurate assessment? Well, retirement, good eating, obviously with my beautiful wife, Connie, you know, yes. doing what she does in the house. But also it's an active lifestyle, too. But I, I stay okay. at it. I, I stay lifting. I stay working out. It's, it's not a it's not something that I do for a living as far as playing football anymore. It's right. what I do for a living. It's a part of my living is me exercising. So, yeah, I, I still get after it. Hey, dog, I, I lift, too. I lift the chicken leg. I lift the plate of spaghetti. <laughs> you lift the fishing pole back and forth. Yeah, I mean? That's it. A grill spatula. That's about all that I'm doing, man. But, hey, look, man, your Eagles, king of the hill right now, undefeated in the NFL. I know you watch all their games from afar. Give me your best estimate as to why you think this particular team is where it is right now. I'm, well, you know me. You've talked to me enough. Yeah. You, you know pretty much where I'm going to go, to be, to be honest with you. I, I, I believe that when you go through tough things, you can have tough conversations. You can be real with one another, and you come out the other side of it, bonded for those who were um, with the Eagles last year who went through that mm -hmm. tough stretch in the beginning, the embarrassment. They changed things around to go and put on some – you know, some 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 wins together, changes some philosophies and all of those things, right? They get into the playoffs. It was it was an embar an embarrassing outing, if, if I might say so. And so you have more tough conversations going mm -hmm. into the offseason about who are we going to be going forward. And you see that they have not changed their mind when it comes to running the football, which I love, even though they have all of those weapons around that young quarterback. They trust in him more. But but not just that. They went on the defensive side of the ball and brought in some playmakers, guys who can take the ball away, guys who can stop the run. Yes, but I'm talking about guys who are playmakers. You have a whole bunch of chess pieces on the defensive side of the ball. In my opinion, that had been lacking for a long time in Philadelphia. So now you have a defense that's once again feared. And I love that. And, and, and the thing about me, I just didn't know how quick they would jail. The new people coming in, the new guys coming into to the culture. So they've built a culture that quick this early in the season. Mm -hmm. And for me, I still like adversity, though. I still want them to see as much adversity as possible, and they have. Jacksonville game, other games, mm -hmm. even in the beginning, you know, with Detroit giving up all those points, and they changed a bunch of things around. So I love to see guys and teams go through that adversity because that tells you who you really are. Mm -hmm. Not the victories, but it's in those tough moments in the games who can i turn to can i trust my teammate to be where he's supposed to be can i watch film after a win and tell this guy you need to do this better and he goes out and does it he doesn't take for us to lose to have to have those tough conversations so mm. i love the maturity of a team that can win games have tough things happen during the game and get better because of criticism uh, not criticism critiques by the coaching staff that help them be better the next week and you see this team doing it mm. doc anytime you have a team that has this kind of success there's always a wow factor involved and and when i talk about that i'm, I'm talking about this young man jalen hurts who has been a wow factor every week each week he has found different ways to win whether it's with his arm or his legs um i think his maturity level and, and not just as a young man, but as an athlete, 
has increased significantly compared to what he was a year ago. And to be honest, and I've said this on a number of platforms, in comparison to where I thought it would be at this level of his career, he is that wow factor with this team right now. He is. He is. And we've had this conversation before. We talked yeah. about him. And I and I told you even back then, when a whole bunch of questions were around him, I'm not saying he was doing the best when it comes to throwing a deep ball. I wasn't right. saying he wasn't making the best of decisions early on, but I kept telling people he was still a rookie. Oh, I don't want to hear it. He's been in the no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. He was still a rookie. And then he has a new offensive coordinator bringing in new things for him to learn. So obviously he's not going to make the right reads. Obviously mm -hmm. he's not going to, um, you know, uh, have the accuracy where it needs to be, the anticipatory throws like he's having now. Now you have a young man that knows the offense. The offensive coordinator knows what he can and cannot do, right? They're on the same page. But not only that, now the game has slowed down for him. So now he can begin to manipulate defenses, do things with his moves. You see him making moves, putting people to sleep, and then getting around the outside and anticipating mm -hmm. getting outside to throw the football, not just run it. But I said this a, a while back. You have a young man that has been through so much adversity in his young football career, going from Alabama to getting a job, losing the job, then having to go to another place. And, and even when he lost the job, never spoke out, mm -hmm. never did anything to, to uh, bring any type of embarrassment to him or the organization or his family, right? He just sucked it up, mm -hmm. came in, spelled, um, um, and came in to, to win a national championship, go, went to another school, got better, right? Came second mm -hmm. in, 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 in the Heisman. And then constant um, talks about what he can't do, and he constantly – finds a way to get better. Mm -hmm. So you have a fighting mentality, a guy who takes responsibility for the things that he can get better, gets better, and constantly improves. And you listen to the guys in the locker room, even before this year, how mature he was at a young age. Uh, again, I just thought that he's a young man that was uh, fit for Philly because of the tough things that he's had to overcome and how, he, he, how he's overcome them in his um, early career. All right, I want to put this in your wheelhouse. If you were still playing or coaching in this game today, how would you try to defend a Jalen Hurts? Wow. Well, I wouldn't play a lot of man, man to man, obviously. Like it, <laughs> you want to keep keep your eyes on them as, as as much as possible. I would do. I would mix things up. Sometimes you would use a spy. But I really want him to see if he can beat me from the pocket, right? Push the pocket. But you still have to have someone to be able to collect him when he steps up into the pocket to, to scramble and run. And then from a, um, from a hitting standpoint, I, I'm not going to give you my secrets. I can only tell these <laughs> secrets to a certain amount of group of people. But there's certain ways that you hit quarterbacks. You mean I'm not in that fraternity? Yeah, you yeah. So no, nah, certain certain ways that you can, you know, that you hit hit quarterbacks who want to run the football and yeah. actually duck on you to it's, it's a certain way that you tackle them. I'll just say it like that. That I would then share with those individuals who I would be coaching. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. All right, you you look at this defense overall. It is one of the more opportunistic defenses in all the NFL. It has generated uh, 14 takeaways, which is uh, equal to what Baltimore has right now. When, when you play for an opportunistic defense like that, Doc, is it more of an overall mindset from start to finish, or is there some luck involved as well? 
Now, I I don't believe in luck. I believe okay. opportunity meets uh, preparation, right? So when your opportunity presents itself, you make that play. And game film, you fit uh, uh, studying film and uh, anticipating things that other teams do, and it puts you in position to make plays, and you make those plays. Practice it on jugs when you are secondary mm-hmm. because you can have any any given moment you know that the ball could fly your way, and you have to be able to hold on to that thing. So you prepare to have those opportunities. So I don't believe in luck. But I do believe that it is a mentality, though. Like you talk about, I can guarantee they talk about it. I can guarantee, Matt, they, they may even have like a, um, um, not a ritual, but a, a competition in the different rooms or who can do the what, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a friendly convers- a, a competition of who's going to be able to get the turnover, who's going to be the person to get the, you know, the most sacks, all of those things. It's a healthy thing for a team to have that. I know we did anyway. But I, I just know that I, I can just feel that this team is hungry. They're very hungry. They're prepared. They know what they can do. And they expect to be the person to make the play. And that's mm. the thing I love about it. It's not just you're no longer just depending on one person to be the focal point of the game planning for a team. Now you have multiple individuals that can move around to do things. You have both corners playing out. Stand- and that's what I'm, I'm used to having two corners that can ball, right? Yep. You know, starting yep. all the way back with Troy and, and Bobby, I had Al Harry. So, you know, and obviously going to Lido and Sheldon down the road. So I've always had cornerbacks that can cover, not just cover, but make plays on the ball. But when you have so many playmakers, digressing when you have so many playmakers around the football up front you have beats you have a great rotation you have linebackers that are making plays on the ball oh my goodness i love that right and then the secretary are doing their thing so there's not a level of this defense that you can say that this is a weak area and i love that um when you talk about the corner play uh would you play James Bradbury and Darius Slay, even in more press coverage, sometimes I think they play off receivers a little bit too much. But because of their individual athleticism, and like you said, you played with Troy and Bobby and Lito and Sheldon, would you play more press coverage with these type of corners? I was – in looking at film, if you have watched film over the years, it's hard for you to make interceptions pressing all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Most time is from sitting off, backpedaling, cluing, excuse me, Mm -hmm. and then jumping routes. So from that perspective, I can understand why they would want to sit off to see the quarterback, see the receiver, anticipate routes from that. But because they can do the bump and run, both of them Mm -hmm. are excellent at doing that. Obviously, I would like them to be more physical. But again, I'm, I'm cool with them. Um, moving back and forth and okay. not just always doing one thing because once again they can take the ball away and there was a rep that um, Slay had I think in the fourth quarter that he stayed in his back pedal he weaved just a little bit and broke on an out route I forgot who the receiver was and broke it up and I'm just looking like Wow. When you can stay in your back pedal as a defensive back, that means that you don't believe that this receiver can run past me. And anytime that you have cornerbacks that feel that way and can play the ball in the air like both of them can do, once again, that's why I give them, I would give them as much leeway to be able to do those things because I know that they're going to have more success than not 
by doing it that way. Hey, we haven't seen a linebacking core like this since the days of Trot and Carlos Simmons and those guys. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's, it's to me, it's a, I, you can look at your salivating over there. I just, because for, for the longest time, that's not been a position that I don't think that the Eagles took high about. They don't, they didn't, they mm-hmm. just think you can just put somebody there who, as long as he's able to call the defense that he'll be fine. No, when you, when you have playmakers on every level of the, uh, of the of of the field yeah. that now you are now shortening the opportunities for the offense to be able to have success mm-hmm. so now you have playmakers on every level of this defense and when you have that it's just like for a for a competitor like myself mm-hmm. when i saw trot balling guess what i wanted to do mm-hmm. I got to get mine. When I saw Troy yeah. doing his thing, guess what? I, no, I got to get. No, it's my turn, right? So again, that that revs up your engine to want to do more. So again, the more of those individuals that are hunting like that on the field together, see, uh, 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 smelling blood together, right? Yeah. Now you have more guys being able to do it. But if you think that this position is not as important as that one, so I'm just going to stick a guy there, then 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 you defeat you defeat what they have now. I'll say it like that: mm-hmm. you defeat what they have now. How would you define Jonathan Gannon's style of defense? Is it a defense that that you're okay with or defense when you sit back and watch the game as a fan, you're constantly analyzing, wait, why are we not doing this? Why are we not doing that? I'm not constantly analyzing him anymore. Okay. Last year, I can't say that. And obviously, okay. Okay. like the first seven games, I was about to – what little hair – I guess the only hair I got to pull out now is here. I was about to pull out my beard. <laughs> Because they were so passive and giving up so many yards, right? Yeah, yeah. Now it, it's different, and 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 I know a lot of that has to do with the defensive front. You have a defensive line that they, they can they don't necessarily have to blitz a whole lot in order to get pressure. I understand that, but for me, the way that I was blessed to play the game, I would be so bored in this defense if I'm not let 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 me blitz a little bit, you know, throw th- throw me a bone every once in a while. So to me, that's the next step in this. To, yes, you, the defensive line can get pressure. You know you can always do that at any time. But to allow the secondary to throw some more wrenches, throw, throw some more bullets, excuse me, into the, the chamber to be able to allow other guys to mm-hmm. have some fun, but also to throw another notch or another thing for the, the opposing offense to have to game plan. I don't ne- necessarily just have to game plan for these these front four or five mm-hmm. guys. Now I got to game plan against the whole defense because this cat is sending everybody at any given time. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because when you look at better defenses um, across the league year in and year out, they have a certain identity about them. You know what you're going to expect from them. You can go back to the Steel Curtain, to the Doomsday defense, the 49ers of the 90s. Your defense, when you guys were in your heyday, you knew what the identity was. But with this defense, the identity changes week to week. And for whatever reason, it's it's worked across the board for them. And, and a lot of that has to do with the front. Like when you can rotate the type of players that he has now at his disposal to be able to rotate in that front and keep those 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 big big boys up front fresh, rushing hard and stopping the run. I obviously didn't do a better job of doing that sometimes, yeah. stopping the run. But when you have that, then you're able to 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 move things and change things around. Again, for me, I. 
I, I I'm just a pressure guy. Like yep. that's I'm I'm that's how I've been bred as far as playing in the National Football League with Jim all those years. So I just know what that does to the opposing team when you can send guys from any given direction to be able to get pressure and break mm-hmm. down protections. Um I hate to say this because I don't want to jinx this team, but when you look at their schedule, they have one of the weaker schedules in the NFL. Is it possible this team could go a perfect 17 and 0? How many games have they won right now? 6. I want them to be 7 and 0. Okay. I want them to be 7 and 0. Okay. And if they go 7 and 0, I want yeah. them to be 8 and 0. Okay. I'm not looking and and my mindset goes back to me as a player, right? The fans we can look at, and I can put myself in my fan, put my fan hat on now. I can yeah. look at as a fan, okay, all of these games. But as a player, you take one game at a time. If you begin to look at all of these other things that everybody else is talking about, you forget right. about what got you to where you are. And what you what got you to where you are is you looking at this next opponent as the opponent that can beat you if you don't do my job. If I don't do my job, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, if I'm not studying, if I'm not in condition, if I'm not doing everything that I need to do for this next opponent, then we can lose this game. So they need to focus on the next opponent week in and week out. And if you do that, they'll, they might have a chance to, to be the last team standing and, and then have that, that, uh, that goose egg right next to it. Are you surprised at how mediocre – uh, the, the teams have been across the league this year. I mean, teams like the Rams, the 49ers, Green Bay, uh, the Raiders, Broncos are all down. Are you surprised how mediocre has been across the league? The Rams, yes. They lost so much. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That's like you can't, you can't continue to just lose, and they won. Mm-hmm. So one the, one of the things when it comes to going to as many NFC championship games and having that, that success, um, it's hard, especially when you win it. When you win it and teams have, who have won it will tell you this, to keep guys as dialed in and as hungry for that next season is extremely difficult. And you're going to be getting the absolute best from those teams that are going to be playing you that next year. So mm-hmm. I kind of figured that they would struggle, not to, not to the place that they are now, but right, you know, right. losing, you know, Von, Von Miller is no longer there. So they, because they paid guys and now some of the guys that were helping them last year are no longer there because they couldn't pay them. So that's, that's one thing. Um, but as far as the parody, <sighs> Some of the teams are surprised. Green, Green Bay, you, listen, mm-hmm. you cannot let 
possibly one of the top three receivers in the game go and expect to have the same success. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Unless unless they knew that someone in that building was um, a potential version of him when he was young because, you know, when he was younger, mm-hmm. they kept, the thing coming out of camp was this young man. Well, oh, my goodness. He's electric getting off the line of scrimmage. People can't handle him, right? Unless you can see that and you know that in-house, I don't see how you then break up and let him go to the Raiders and leave Aaron Rodgers there like he's a rookie quarterback running the ball out, you know, every, every, mm-hmm. every downs. So I just don't see how you do that. Yeah. I have to ask you this because I've heard it so much over the past several weeks. Are we watching bad football across the league this year? Inferior football? Honestly, I'm not watching around the league. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm honestly, I'm not, I mean, I watch you, you mentioned a couple of teams that I, I will watch from time to time. Obviously the Eagles, I'm keeping up with them. I will watch the Broncos to keeping up with them. And, right. but I'm not necessarily just making sure that I don't tune into every game and watching all of the different nuances that was happening around the league. So I will let you know that I don't know that answer to that question you just asked because I don't, okay. I don't watch it like that. All right, that's a that's a politically correct answer. I'll let you slide on that one. Um, th- there's five teams that are um, uh, above 500 in, in the NFC, uh, and I'm going to hone in on two of them real quick, uh, if you will. Uh, let's start with the Giants. I mean, this is a team that has already won more games than it did a year ago. They don't have a star-studded roster, but let's start on the offensive side. Brian Dable, we saw what he did with that offense in Buffalo. And I think he has done an incredible job getting the most out of Daniel Jones in terms of utilizing his athleticism, yet minimizing his mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you want to start off with a quarterback, and I get it. That's the, it's a quarterback-driven league and all that stuff. But that dude in the backfield is back. Yes, I, I, yes. He, he, that, that dude that he can hand the ball to, yeah. like any given time, yeah. he just turn around and hand it to that dude. He's back. Like <laughs> yes. the injuries are no longer there. He can jump. I mean, oh my goodness! The last I watched um, this past uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! He was basically stopped dead in the backfield. He did two, three jump cuts and gained about. Th- 25 yards on a play that should have been a five-yard loss. The dude is back. And he's I think he's um, top five in rushing, top five in receiving, top five in all-purpose yards this year already. Like, the dude is back. So, uh, again, I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but right, listen, right. that dude in the backfield is back. So when you have that dude doing what he can do, then the quarterback's job is that much easier. The offensive lineman's job is that much easier. So give that, give the training staff a lot yes. of credit for bringing him back as slow as they did this time around. The dude is back. Mm, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, on the other side of the football, a guy you're familiar with, Wink Martindale. You played for yes. one year in no, Denver. No, when you, I, I knew you were going to say that. When you look at his defensive concepts with this team, and again, there are not a lot of star players on that defense. Do you see a a lot of similarities what he's running now compared to what he ran when he was a coordinator in uh, Denver? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. See, the the thing about it in Denver is it's just he couldn't do all the things that we had because that wasn't Josh Mendang's way of doing things. He was more of a zone, and and but but Wink, 
like we had so many, and I keep saying bullets in the chamber. I need to pull, stop saying that. But we had so many things that yeah. we could run, and we were so excited every week to go out to see what we can do. But we just couldn't run them all. You saw in Baltimore when they were doing their thing again you know, yeah. for for many years. I'm talking about when Wink was there. It was the same thing, very aggressive, and 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 it's a team that studies. And he knows the knack for taking the ball away. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like his defense is we take the ball away. And so that's what you're seeing with the Giants right now. And, and it's a philosophy. It's a belief. When you when you have an aggressive coach like he is, he's a mm-hmm. very positive reinforcement type of coach as well, but he expects a lot out of you. And he gives you trust. Like he, he trusts you to, 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 to get the job done, to mm-hmm. uh, improvise, but get, get the job done. So that, that creativity for a player, like that opens you, that opens you up to just want to play for this dude. Like, and that's the thing about it. Wink is the type of coach that like we, I mean, Hey man, let's, let's go do this thing so we can make sure that, 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 that Wink gets credit for the, the, the type of coach that he is and person that he is. So that's, and you're seeing that like hmm. after the game, the, the, the camaraderie, the, you know, him and the head coach and, you know, give each other hugs and daps. Like yeah. that's that bond that I'm talking about. It seems like you, you, uh, you're very fond of him and you, uh, you enjoyed playing for him. I did. Yeah. I was so, I was so angry when he left to be honest with you. So I was hmm. so angry that they didn't bring him back. All right, let's go down to the Southwest to that team that every Eagles fan hates the most, the Dallas Cowboys. When I look at their defensive front, Doc, and I've said this, I don't think there's a team in the NFL right now that gets off the ball faster than that defensive front. They lead the league in quarterback sacks with 29, um, and they have a rotation of seven or eight guys. How surprised are you at the way that defense has been balled? Statistically, they're in the top 10 in overall defense and the top six in points allowed. But, you know, so it's not like they're a shutdown defense, but they make things happen with their personnel. Yeah. Yeah. And again, love the fact that you live talking about the whole defense. Yes. I love it. I love yeah. that you talk about the whole defense line, but they got a, They have a, a young grown man. <laughs> oh my goodness. That Woo! is unbelievable, man. Like the, the things that he can do with his speed. He, he, he reminds me, a little bit more athletic, but he reminds me of Vaughn Miller when I got to Denver. Yeah. Same type of phenomenon. Young cat, versatile, can run, explosive off the ball, but then can chase you down if he needs to. But he has the power to bull rush. It's like he has every move, and it's hard to block him one-on-one. Right. So when you have that individual that's being able to be moved around the line, now you have one-on-ones everywhere else. So um, Demarcus Lawrence uh, – just not Lawrence, it's Demarcus – Yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah Demarcus yeah. Lawrence. Like he's 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 going to get more one on ones because you have this dude, and you might need to double team him too. So now it's mm-hmm. who do you double team? But you know you can't leave that dude one on one with anybody for for too long, except when he plays the Eagles, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Conversation, because <laughs> we, we have we have a grown man out there. I don't need a Lane Johnson on the outside, and, and I love that. But it shuts him down. Get, but but give them credit for finding him and then having the defensive coordinator that utilizes him the way that he does. And he's mm. doing a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. And you have a, a, another coach in Dallas, defensive coordinator, that knows how to teach culture. He knows how to say he, he went from Seattle, same mm-hmm. type of aggressive culture, went to Atlanta, same type of defensive culture. Now he's back. Now he's in Dallas. And it's the same type of defensive culture when it comes to aggression. 
I, I want to get away from football for just a moment, and I have to ask you your thoughts on the Phillies and what they've been able to accomplish uh, when everybody didn't think they would come close to this. Now they're four wins away from possibly winning a world series. Wow. Wow. I mean, it was count absolutely counted out, lose your coach. And, and I, and I get it. I'm not, and I'm not saying that, that, you know, I probably wasn't in the conversation. Yeah, this is not a good year for them. You know, maybe hopefully next year they'll they'll have a chance to do some right. things. But you let your coach go in kind of midseason, right? But then all of a sudden, a spark was lit. A togetherness happened. I don't know how what what happened, what conversations were had. Yeah. I know in some of the the, the times that we uh, with the Eagles went through some tough spells. We would have sometimes those you no know, private team meetings, and we would mm-hmm. talk about some of the things we needed to get done and hold one another accountable and and go on some runs. But you see a team that they took it, and the the electricity, the energy that you see being displayed on the field, it 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 truly reminded me of watching the game, watching the series, right? Of right. When you know back in the day with the Phillies. Back in the day with, you know, Jay roll and and those cats from from that era. So that reminded me of this team. But I'm so proud. And, and I know that they're excited to be in it with the opportunity. The job is yet to be done. Right. Still got some things right. to do. But like, I'm just I'm just so happy for them. Yes. But also the city of Philadelphia. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for all the electricity that's happening back in Philadelphia. Will you try to sneak into town and maybe see a game before it's all said and done? I'm just, yeah, you got to, come on, man. <laughs> you on blast, man. I, you know, I, 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 try to, I try to get in and get out, man. Keep it on the hush. You, you're like a mercenary, get in and get out before yeah, they knew you were there? Get out, brother. <laughs> I know the majority of your time is consumed, and rightfully so, by the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm so, so blessed and, and honored to be a small part of what you're doing. Uh, give me an update uh, on where it is right now in terms of serving youth in both Philly and Jacksonville, um, families and the communities. Yeah, we've we've we did the the Karen People's Alliance there in, in in Philadelphia. Yeah, and during the summer we did some things where we um, blessed some single parents the children in those homes to be able to do some summer camp things, whether it be yeah. science camps, whether it be athletic camps, and so we're doing that same thing for the school year to pay mm-hmm. for specific families to have. So that young person could, whether it be tutoring, whether it be uh, if they we need so, so, cerebral wellness from, from some, from somebody, from some, some, from the, some of the things they're going through uh, some athletic things, whatever they're needing, we're going to pay for that young person to be able to be, to go to a place that the parent does not have to worry about, the young person that they know they're going to be good. And that's going to be, that's what the foundation we're going to pay for those things. But also I'm extremely excited about the young ambassadors program that we started the inaugural year at George Washington high school Mm -hmm. there in Philadelphia. Like I'm so excited about that to, to empower those young people with some of the resources, the tools and the mindset, the mindset to be able to handle the things that life throws at you, giving them the, some of the playbooks and some of the um, repertoire to be able to handle life situations, circumstances, but also how to reach back and help out the young people, 11th graders helping out 10th and 9th graders, mm-hmm. you know, through some of the things that they have to grow through when it comes to life living where they live at. So I'm extremely excited about this 
first year of, of that happening in George Washington High School. But and we got some other things going on mm-hmm. with the foundation, the um, the second annual Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation golf tournament. Brian yep. um, will be May the first and second um, of next year. We're already planning those things, obviously, but. It's such a blessing to be able to be used to bless people, to help people, and Mm -hmm. to give them the understanding that there is someone that cares about them and not just care about them, that we're going to give resources and things to these individuals, to these families, to help them out of the situations they find themselves in. When you look at the foundation overall, I mean, it's still a young foundation. And anytime you you put together a foundation like this, obviously you lay out a blueprint, you set yourself goals for it. Have your goals to this stage exceeded your expectation right where you thought they would be? Or maybe the learning curve was a little bit more than what you might have anticipated. Well, the last one, the learning okay. curve was, it was, it was great. It was major. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we, we're going to have 20 schools right now this year, 20, 20 high schools that we're going to be doing the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation cerebral wellness training um, when it comes to uh, breaking down the stigma with mental health, giving them some of the uh, coping mechanisms that they can utilize to help in those situations, how to find help, how to know if you need help, and then how to right. um, help yourself and your friend get help when you need it. We're going to have that in um, seven schools in Jacksonville and the rest in Philadelphia. But we're going to also start this year with some um, uh, financial financial literacy courses in Philadelphia in about five schools. So, yes, we're going to let's we're extremely excited about Mm -hmm. that. But in my mind, I thought we would have some uh, at least one learning center by now. Yeah. up and running so that's that's in the brain works of, of how to get those things started how to get some of these career and um learning centers going doc when we, it's easy for all of us to sit back and look at statistics we all look at statistics no matter what they may be um when you look at these stats of where young society is into Mer- in america today um it's shocking in a lot of ways in terms of lack of home guidance uh, the illiteracy in, in our society today, the hurt and the pain and the anguish young people go through today is more devastating than any other time that I can think of. It's one thing to read about those stats, but having the ability as you have to get in the trenches and to not just look at the situation, survey the situation, but to have verbal conversations with people. How eye-opening was this for you? It's very it's very eye-opening, and when you get a chance to kind of not just from an outsider looking in, but to kind of walk down the hallways, got a chance mm-hmm. to go to a couple of times to um, George Washington, kind of walk down the hallways and kind of listen to some to, to some of the things that some of those young people are talking when I get a chance to sit down and talk mm-hmm. with them. Some of the plights that they have is not even close to what we grew up having, right? So the right. pressure – that they have, especially with having these things here around us 24 hours a day, always have something pulling at your attention to help them navigate the spaces that they find themselves in. And that's where the programs come in. That's where the cerebral wellness program Mm -hmm. comes in to help them manage those, those emotions that aren't going anywhere. Our emotions are never going away. And that's a good thing. Emotions are actually good things, right? Mm -hmm. 
managing the ups and downs of life is something that we all can do a better job of doing. And so presenting the things that I have done in my life through growing through some of the things that I had to grow through, I even give those things to some of these individuals that I talk to. And they're like, wow, you went through that? Yes, I went through some of that stuff as well. So now you don't feel like you're the only person going through something like that mm -hmm. at that young age. I'm talking about when they were at when I was their age. Right. Some of the things that I saw, some of the trauma that I saw in my neighborhood with gunshots, some of my friends getting shot up and stuff like that. So I've seen some of those things. So learning how to deal with those things, learning that it's okay not to be okay, first of all. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay mm -hmm. because there's help out there and there's people that are willing to step into your situation with you to help carry the burden just a little bit, right? If you tell me what's going on with you, I can carry the burden just a little bit mm -hmm. so you won't be carrying the whole burden by yourself, right? And then at some point, we both pray about it and give the burden away. So that's that's how I talk about it with them. And so for them to sit, you know, bright eyed, listening to the things that are coming out of my mouth, I want to let them know that let's, I'm saying this because I love you. And I know that there's greatness inside of you. And I know that there's something that you could potentially go on to help individuals who are going through some of the things you're going through right now. Some of these young people that you're going to be reaching out to, talking, talking about some of the older kids in there, yep. you will be able to reach back and have conversations with ninth and 10th graders. And they're probably going to listen to you more than they listen to me, this 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 old dude. I'm, I'm not old. They call me old. I'm not old, but they'll call me old. <laughs> You're an OG now, <laughs> so, man. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm an OG, but that's not old. That's not an old. That's not an old G. It's just OG, right? <laughs> no, I'm the old G. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's 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 very um empowering. It's humbling for me, first yeah. of all, but it's empowering that I get a chance to reach back and pour the wisdom that I've I've gained over over uh, my you know forty nine years mm -hmm. to be able to to pour back into these young people. Doc, if uh, people, organizations, corporations wanted to donate to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation, how can they go about it? BrianDawkins.com. Okay. BrianDawkins.com is a, a donate button right there, and and also you can read up on what are the things that we're talking about doing. There's, we have, um, I believe we still have our, my template up there as well. Some of the things that we're looking to do over the years, like I, I talked a little bit about the learning centers and mm -hmm. the, the learning and, um, and, um, your learning centers and the learning when I, when I say learning centers, I'm not just talking about for kids. I'm talking about right. learning centers for kids and adults to be able to learn some, you know, some things that you would want to get better at. If you're trying to be a mechanic and things, things of that nature, I'm, those, that's the type of facilities I'm talking about building at some point. My man, you are one of a kind. And uh, I know you are all over the place and people are pulling you in 20,000 different directions, but I thank you for giving me some valuable minutes on this edition of Gun on One as always, man. Thank you, brother. Be blessed. All right. You too, my man. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of Gun on One, the podcast for my man, my friend, uh, and Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins. I'm Derek Gunn. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, we are powered by the Jacob Sports Media YouTube machine. For all of us here at Jacob Media, uh, I'm Derek Gunn. Stay blessed, but more importantly, as I tell you each and every week, extend yourselves and be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. Until next time, so long, everybody.
you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.